Today I have Patrick with me, a 38-year-old Muslim who has practiced Islam for the last, I believe it was six years, he told me. How you doing, man? Great. I'd like to uh, thank God for this opportunity, and um, I ask him to uh, be able to bring some positive conversation to our listeners. Ever been on the radio before? No, this is my first time. A little bit nervous. Very grateful and honored for the opportunity. Thank you, Robert. All right, it's you're welcome. No problem. It's nice to have some young blood in here. Uh, thank and, you. And you're like, and you're 38. That's young blood to me. Yeah. Yes, I'm 38. <laughs> now, unfortunately, like so many others, you have struggled with drugs and alcohol in your life, and you wanted to make the point that recovery is possible, especially when believing in God or Allah. Absolutely. So, uh, yes, my uh, pretty much my whole entire adult life, I've struggled with drugs and alcohol. And uh, once I always believed in God um, my whole life, but when I started studying Islam and uh, turned my life over to Allah, uh, my life definitely changed for the better. And uh, in the past two years, especially, um, it's been a complete 180 degree turn for the better. Um, I'm just doing so well. My father is uh, speaking to me again and um, doing great at my job. Now, you're uh, our mutual friend, Martha. Yeah. She, I talked to her, and she's the one that gave me your number. And she said that she noticed your change be, be changed because of Allah. And ever since she saw that, uh, she dipped into God and Islam also. So you affected other people in a positive way. Yes, that is correct. And um, I, I'd like to give a shout-out to her and uh, keep praying for her. Martha, if you're listening, um, make a prayer for you every day. And, um, yes, I try to uh, do my best to help out others and um, continue to do that every day. And through your addiction, you've looked back with a conscience admitting to yourself that you have hurt people along the way, especially your parents and family, and you're now attempting to repair those relationships, correct? Absolutely. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to a Phillies playoff game with my dad, and uh, my sister reached out to me recently on social media. I guess she's heard from other people that I'm doing well, I'm doing the right thing. Um, on the 22nd of this month, I'll have two years clean and sober. So, so again, you affect other people in a positive way. Don't think you do. Don't think you don't. It's either positive or negative. Everything we do in life. Right, that is correct. And uh, there's some some people that I've I've known from my childhood that I've I've tried to help out, um, get them into recovery houses, and take them to AA meetings and things like that. So today, you see yourself as a servant of Allah to spread peace and love in a world which desperately needs it. Absolutely. And I just want to clarify for our listeners, um, when we say Allah, that means God in Arabic. We do pray to the same God that Jesus prayed to, peace be upon him. Now, you were raised as a Christian, but switched to Islam as you investigated other religions. Correct, yes. Uh, my parents brought me up uh, Presbyterian, so I was baptized as a child, and uh, we went to Sunday school. Um, but as a child, I had... Um, Certain certain things didn't make sense to me, so um, as I got older, I, I got curious about other religions. And uh, once I started reading Quran on my own, to me, for what I believe, is the truth. So what basically, the Quran is God speaking to the Prophet Muhammad, peace, be, peace and blessings be upon him, through the angel Gabriel, who is the same angel that gave... Um, Good tidings to Mary that she would give birth to Jesus. Now, you mentioned that you were intrigued with science and mathematical miracles involving numbers. What's that all about? Correct. So, yeah, I always thought as a child that science and religion belong together in the eternal search for truth. And as I, as I studied Quran more and more, I've noticed that there's um, a lot of uh, accurate scientific knowledge and mathematical miracles in the Quran. Um, if, if I may, I'll just read some examples. Um, Go ahead. So the word life appears 145 times. The word death, 145 times. The word angels, 88 times. And the word demons, 88 times. The word man, 24 times. The word woman, 24 times. Uh, the word month is mentioned 12 times. The word day is mentioned 365 times. The word days is mentioned 30 times. Now, I just want to give you guys some context. 
the Quran was revealed over a period of 23 years, and it was revealed to a illiterate desert wanderer who, you know, couldn't read or write, and it was not revealed all at the same time. So, after his death, there were people that had the Quran memorized by heart, and it was ordered to be written down and put in a certain order. So, to me, for what I believe, it's it has to be a revelation from God for to have all this um, accurate scientific knowledge. Um, Collaborated by these numbers that absolutely. tie everything together. Like, uh, let me give you one more example. Um, like you said, for instance, the the word days was 365 times, and that and and to take it further, there's 365 days in a year. Correct. So these connections are all the way through. Okay. Correct. And um, like the word uh, land appears 13 times, and the the word sea appears 32 times. So if we deny divide the number of references to land to land in the Quran 13 by 45, the result is 28.8 per percent. And um, if we divide the number of references to C in the Quran 32 by 45, the result is 71.1%. These ratios are pretty much exact that apply between the water and dry land on Earth. If that, All right. If it's a little confusing me. to me, but I, but I get what you're yeah. saying. Now, if I understand it correctly, the Quran includes information from the Christian Old Testament along with the Gospels of Jesus. So you believe in Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and certainly the de the devil, correct? Absolutely. So there's 25 prophets that are mentioned by name in the Quran that are also in, depending on what you believe in, you can call it the Old Testament, New Testament, the Torah, the Gospels, but... So, to radically oversimplify things for the listeners, the Quran confirms the authentic scriptures of the previous, um, you know, the Judeo-Christian um, scriptures. Um, I'll give you a quick example. Um, of, of your listeners are familiar with the, the, the story of Joseph in the Bible, um, during the Prophet's time, the, the Jews were trying to question him about um, previous scriptures and an entire chapter called Yusuf, which means Joseph in Arabic, was revealed. And if you read that chapter, it's, it's very similarly, almost identical to the Bible's version. There's, you know, some minor details that are different, but um, to me, for, him, for somebody that couldn't read or write in his own language to, to know... Um, about a scripture so so in such a detailed manner from another language that was written hundreds thousands of years ago, you know, to okay. me that makes sense. I don't know. Now a crossroads for Christianity, Christianity and Islam came when Abraham and his Egyptian maidservant Hagar had a son named Ishmael. Now a lot of people think that Ishmael, if I'm saying that right, Ishmael, Ishmael, Ishmael. Um, a lot of people think that Ishmael was disregarded by God and tossed aside, but not really. In the Bible it says, As for Ishmael, I am heeding you, I hereby bless you. I will make him fertile and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall become the father of twelve chieftains, and I will make of him a great nation. Now, does it say the same in the Quran? So, in, in the Quran's version, we, we believe that Ishmael was the the firstborn son of Abraham and that's where you have the the split one of one of the major differences in Christianity and Islam is um, I believe that the Bible um, talks about Isaac as the the son that he went on the mount to sacrifice um, right you, believe, you believe that's Ishmael Ishmael right All right and um, I believe that the tribes that descended from each other um, the the Judeo tribes came from Isaac and the Arabs came from Ishmael. Okay. Uh, I must say also in the Bible, it follows up from that verse I just said. It says, uh, God, as he was speaking to Abraham uh, in the Christian Bible, it says, But my covenant I will maintain with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you by this time next year, which I'm sure is not in the Quran, and that's a major difference. I'm with my friend Patrick today, who's been a... Uh, Muslim uh, believing in Islam for the last six years, correct? I yes. got that right. Okay. Uh, who do you say Jesus is? We say, well, peace be upon him, first of all. We believe that Jesus is a prophet of God. We don't believe that he's the son of God. 
and we differ on the Christians as far as the uh, the, the crucifixion. Um, we do believe that he he will return to the earth um, at on the end of times. Now explain the crucifixion in a Muslim's eyes. It was a little bit confusing to me. And I must say a little bit far-fetched, but there's many things in the Bible that are far-fetched also. Uh, but explain how Jesus was alive, but it wasn't him on the cross. It was essentially an imposter, somebody that looked like him, that God set up essentially. So the imposter died on the cross, and then Jesus, he was later raised up into heaven. Sure. So it says, they say and boast, we killed Christ Jesus, the son of Mary, the messenger of Allah, but they killed him not, nor crucified him. But it, so it was made to appear to them, and those who differ therein are full of doubts with no certain knowledge, but only conjecture to follow, for of a surety they killed him not. Okay, so what I said was correct, that an imposter died on the cross that God arranged, right? Yes, it, it made it appear that it was Jesus. Now, um... And if somebody wants to get involved in the conversation, which I'm sure you might want to, the phone number is 610-720-7900. And by no means, I mean, everybody knows me by now, I'm a Christian and believing in Jesus and so forth, everything I've said for the last seven years. But I want to give opportunity for somebody of a different religion to express their faith, because I believe many Americans are ignorant, and we need to educate ourselves and at least understand and get along as we do it. Go Abs ahead. Absolutely. Um, one other point I'd like to bring to the listeners. Um, we have many similarities with the Christians. Um, there we, are. We have a lot more similarities than differences. And if you look at um, historical times, especially in the Middle East, up until around the Balfour Declaration, um, Muslims, Christians, and Jews lived in peace and harmony for many centuries. Um, now, in America, um, there's a lot of misconceptions about Islam because the first English translations of the Quran were written by people that were trying to discredit the Quran. So, so they manipulated it in a negative way? Absolutely. Right. Um, that's where you get like the term infidels. Um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of Americans are afraid of the word jihad. What is a jihad? So jihad, the, there's two forms of jihad. The first, the, the higher form is your internal struggle to do the right thing. So, um, I'll give you an example. We have we we believe that there's an angel on the right side, right shoulder, and an angel on the left shoulder. The angel on the right shoulder writes down everything that we do that's good, and the angel on the left shoulder writes down everything that we do is bad. So, on the day of judgment, you know, we'll have our book of deeds in front of us, and. Um, so when, when something happens, uh, for example, and we want to do something wrong, that internal struggle to, to do the right thing, that's what jihad is. Now, there's also a second form of jihad, which is the, the fight in the cause of Allah. And uh, that a lot, unfortunately gets um, piled in with um, terrorism. And um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, a lot of critics of Islam will point to a verse that says, kill the disbelievers wherever you may find them, smit their necks. So what I want the listeners to understand is context. Every verse in the Quran was revealed for a specific reason. And at that time, the early Muslim community was being persecuted, they were being tortured, ridiculed, even killed. So at a certain point, God gave the Muslims' permission to fight back against the polytheists, the pagans of Mecca, the, the Jewish confederates. So that's... Um, that pertained at that particular time. Absolutely. To defend themselves, right. essentially. And I also want to, want to make a point, too, um, as far as like suicide bombers and things like that. There's nowhere in the Quran that says that you will go to heaven if you, you know, blow yourself up. That is, that is with the that seventy is virgins and all that. That is that also is incorrect. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, also, you bring up a good point. I want to make. So we, like I said before, the Quran is, we believe, is the word of God. It's it's unable to be corrupted. Now, there's also in Islamic faith, hadith or traditions. The, the, the issue with the hadith, Sharia law? No, I'm not getting into that yet. But the hadith is 
um, narrations, but they were passed on by word of mouth. So that's prone to human error. So there's many, many books that are written on Hadith that are um, tried to be authenticated by scholars over the centuries. But that the the seventy virgins thing that's that's not that's right. that comes from a hadith that was that was poorly narrated. Okay, if that makes sense to you. Yes, it does. Uh, it's interesting how uh, through the through Islam you get to heaven or paradise. It sounds that your deeds dictate that at least initially if you get there or not, and that's a big difference between Islam and Christianity. Christians believe we attain salvation to get to heaven by God giving it to us as a gift where we did nothing to deserve it. And, you know, once we call out to God with an honest and sincere heart, we then become born again spiritually, after which time good deeds naturally follow. So that's a that's a big difference there. Yeah, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Growing up as a kid, um, one of the one of the things that I didn't understand about Christianity was that, you, you know, as long as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you could make it into heaven. And to me, I question that. So in Islam, what what we believe, like I said earlier about the angels writing down our deeds, even even still, we have to have our good deeds outweigh our bad deeds. Right. However, we also still have to believe and. Both of those things, it's still not enough to get to paradise. We still have to hope for Allah's mercy. Okay, so uh, absolutely mercy. So you're saying it doesn't make sense to you that you can believe in Jesus and and be assured heaven and then still be a rat and do all the bad things in life. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. But, well, Christianity doesn't really say that. The Bible doesn't say that. Right. Please and correct that's, me if that's I'm a wrong. whole. No, yeah. but I, but a lot of people, even Christians, look at other Christians and say, "How can you believe and fake that you believe when I know what you do on the weekends and everything else?" Right. So I, I understand how you can think that, uh, but that but the Bible doesn't give you an okay to do any darn thing you please on earth and still get to heaven. Absolutely okay, not. Okay, good. I'm glad you clarified. Because God that. says God is love and and God right. wants us to love him and the way we love him is to obey him and that is his 10 commandments, statutes and doctrines. The 10 commandments. Are you with the 10 commandments? Yes, yes. We that's that's um that is uh mentioned in the Quran and also um you brought up another point I'd like to make um it it doesn't uh, me I'm a Muslim right so to me I believe any any religion that you follow if it makes you a better person if it makes you honor your parents if it makes you a better servant of society I think it's good I think that when we when we say like our prayers they're the prescribed prayers right any religion can be good if you take it as prescribed if a doctor gives you um, a prescription of, of pills. If you take the entire pill bottle at once, it's not going to do you any good. So I, that's what I mean. I'm trying to um, draw a pa- parable as far as like, you know, there's bad apples in every religion. There's Absolutely. extremists in Islam. There's there's the monks that set themselves on fire. There's the you know the priests that you know touch little boys. So every every religion can have its bad apples, but every religion can be good for people if it's followed the correct way. Now, are women discriminated uh, against and treated badly in Islam? Because I've heard that accusation yes. that Muslims treat their women badly. Tell me about that. Sure. So um, I think that that comes from the Sharia law. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that the Sharia pro- provides women with rights that were unheard of in the pre-modern world. It requires women's consent before marriage, and it allows women to initiate divorce under certain circumstances. It also allows Muslim women to inherit property at a time when European Christian women did not have rights. Um, I have a co-worker who grew up in Ethiopia, and um, there's obviously a lot of Muslims over there. And you you do see uh, Muslim women working, driving, so I want to um, get that misconception out that Muslim, that they do participate in life activities. Absolutely. They, They're they not do, locked away. They do have rights. And um, in, in our religion, 
the man is is the leader. So technically, the as woman, in, as in the Bible, it says basically the same thing. Right. So the the woman is not required to work. She can work if she wants to, but she doesn't have to. It's the woman's job to take care of the household and and raise the children. But it's the man's job to provide financially. And but she, and she's not treated as a second rate citizen. No. I mean, not, she has opinions. And she's able to speak her mind with her husband and society? Absolutely. The law and religion of Islam has the, the measures necessary to safeguard these rights and put them into practice as integral articles of faith. The faith does not tolerate those who are inclined to prejudice against women or discriminate unjustly on the basis of differences between men and women. Again and again, the Quran reproaches those who used to believe a woman to be inferior to man. Now... The man and the woman are not created equal, obviously. So, um, men have separate roles than women, but they are equal in the sight of God. Okay. Uh, now, personally, I don't know many Muslims except except for this one Turkish Muslim, who's one of the nicest guys I ever met. Uh, he talked about helping others when possible and accepting freedom of speech and religion and differences of opinion. I can't see him ever being forceful and violent. In any way. I wonder who creates these stereotypes about other religions. Well... Labeling organizations and religions as the bad guys. Yes, uh, a scapegoat, so to say, right. so to speak. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, uh, I, I personally think that the people that are in power um, will, will use... Uh, religious extremists to uh, justify whatever agenda that they're trying to push. Um, for for example, right now, today, you know, and then anybody listens to the news, it's 24-7 coverage of uh, the conflict in Gaza. And uh, throughout modern times, the, um, the person in charge will always try to dehumanize the the opposition and, and that's make a them good point that's a that's that's war 101 exactly. and it's awful the way they do that and every country seems to do it now I hear the Zionist and Israel leadership uh, oftentimes condemn Islam I, I hear that from time to time but I never hear anybody condemn Israel in any way or bring on constructive criticism towards them I, I never hear the other side of the argument as and as we know there's always another side absolutely so um i i would like to um let people know that the the state of israel is is not for the people of israel it's it's basically a, a military base for the united states so they can control the oil over there they can control the trade routes over there if you look at what's going on with the people like i i protested with um with my fellow muslim brothers and sisters and um we had we had jewish um protesters standing shoulder to shoulder with us that are against the apartheid rule over there um i don't know if um your listeners are aware but in gaza Israel and Egypt control everything that goes in there. It's basically an open-air prison. The United Nations has said that 80% of the water over there is undrinkable. And uh, you see now the United Nations is being held hostage by the United States. Almost the entire world is is against what um, Israel is doing. But America, the way that the UN is set up, they have the 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 veto power um, to to prevent you know any kind of ceasefire humanitarian aid, and um, there was actually a guy who worked in the the Human Rights Security Council. He actually resigned in in protest of what's going on, and he says it's a textbook genocide. What's going on with the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people? All right, we're going to get into this ha this Hamas thing after the break, but I've heard you say that we all need to do our own research. Just don't blindly follow people because you think they're trustworthy because that's the lazy way out and you're going to get burned. We'll be back. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert with the board guy. I'm with my buddy Patrick. If anybody wants to give a call and get involved in the conversation, the number is 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. I also want to remind everybody, we have a podcast. Just search Don't Bring Up God podcast, and you'll get there. Now, Patrick, uh, 
many people believe that Hamas was allowed to initially attack Israel in order to start a larger war, sort of like uh, Pearl Harbor or 9-11. What's your opinion on this? Yes, uh, I definitely agree to the, to that point. Um, I would just uh, like like everybody to do their own research and ask questions. Obviously, seek out the uh, opposing view that you have. You have the most um, fortified and highly sophisticated border in the world, in in the the Israel Gaza area, and they they can tell if a cat is a mile away from that fence. Now, I would like to know why that Hamas was just able to come right in, and the response from the Israeli army took so long for them to respond. And I, to me personally, my opinion is that they allowed it to happen to um, further their agenda of uh, ethnically cleansing the Palestinian people and controlling that area. Many people believe that Israel created Hamas to do their dirty work, just like George Soros and the evil powers that be created a Black Lives Matter and Antifa in this country in order to incite trouble, disruption, and war. It's an effective strategy, excuse me, that that countries do all the time you get gangs to do their dirty work absolutely i agree with that 100 percent. and um also you know you got to remember for them to do that they sacrifice their own people they sacrifice and they don't care no they, they nobody, don't. They don't, the powers that be don't care if their mother dies if they can make a nickel yeah it's it's really it's really a sad um it's, re- it's really disheartening and disgraceful. And war propaganda to incite the people to want to go to war and to fight is standard procedure. So much fake maneuvering by governments. Uh, it makes me sick in every war. Absolutely. I mean, ever I, I remember when it happened, I was actually watching uh, college football. I believe it was Texas and Oklahoma. And all of a sudden, you know, they cut to um, the showing the 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 paratroopers going over the fence and the the missiles being launched and then you know everybody the ukrainian uh coverage completely stopped and it's been 24 7 hamas israel non-stop and just you know um looking at the you know the the 40 beheaded babies and you know just trying to do anything they can to get support to um to go back to war i remember prior to the iraq war Uh, It was alleged that babies were thrown out of their incubators in the hospitals onto the floor left to die. And as it turns out, it was all made up fake. And this stuff happens all the time. Yeah, my... I agree. I'm glad you brought this point up. And what I would like to say is uh, it, it really enrages me that these people that continuously lie on the corporate mainstream media are never held accountable. I mean, you can even talk about um, COVID in that regard. All these people, you know, that that lie and lie and lie um, to further their agendas that are never held accountable and they still have a job. You know, me and you, if, you know, we don't do a good job. We, we get fired, you know. I don't understand how these people still have jobs. Hey, board guy, these phones are working, right? I know there was trouble... Uh, there was trouble Friday. Okay, these phones don't work. So it's just me and you, Pat. That's okay. That's a shame, but then, hey, that's how God wanted it for some reason, I right? Guess so, yes. Yeah, that's, that's how just, I see it. That's right. But uh, the, the oh. phones are malfunctioning, so unfortunately, no calls today. Hopefully, they'll get that fixed by next Sunday. So as I understand things, it all started when the Palestinians were kicked out of their own house and land to create a new state of Israel in 1948 by England and the United Nations after which many of them exiled into Gaza, which has been called, as you say, Patrick, the largest outdoor prison for its terrible conditions and constant brutal harassment by Israeli soldiers. See, we don't hear that. What's the deal with that? Yeah, it's really sad to to talk about. You had a friend involved that was over there and came back. What did he say? Well, um... The hospitals over there, you know, are overrun. They don't have electricity. They don't have clean water. And uh, and that's routine in Gaza. Absolutely. And But I want, want to bring up what he said about the people. You know, some of these guys have, you know, they're amputated. They lost their children in, in um, you know, bombings. But the, the spirit and the morale of the people believing in God, knowing that they're being tested and knowing that, um, you know, this is this life is a test. I want people to 
what I believe is that, you know, we're, God is testing us through our own um, capabilities. We each are t- tested differently, some with good more than bad, but um, we just have to believe that, you know, God God is always with us. Allah Mayak is a saying in Arabic that we say it means God is always with us. Now, I heard stories, and I believe you also have, by brave, courageous ex-Israeli soldiers on what they routinely actually did over there, and it was brutal. Uh, they, they apologized and cleared their consciences as they spread the truth about what really goes on in Gaza. And the stories I heard was terrifying and very destructive. Absolutely. They, the people that live there in surrounding areas were in constant fear of soldiers coming in and doing anything they Darn well, please. Right, they'll, they'll come in in the Who middle of the night. Who wants to live that way? I know, they come in the middle of the night and they just, they, they seize the homes, they kick the people out, they detain children. And this has been going on for decades and um, the mainstream media is complicit. Uh, they never cover it. and um, Well, they get fired. Exactly. And um, I, I just, I just want to let the, any of any Palestinian brothers and sisters are listening, uh, continue to make prayers for you guys and just to keep your heads up and hopefully, inshallah, one day, God willing, um, the the good will triumph over the evil. But it, it is really sad to see, you know, these people, they just want to live. They're just like us, you know, they, they go to school, they, they play sports, they, they want to raise their families. And But Americans have been trained, like you alluded to, that you're animals, less than human. Yeah, it's really... I'm married to an Arab... And it struck me in the very beginning, well, you're just like me. Your family's just like me. Yeah. But that's not what we're led to believe. Yeah, it, it's, it's a shame, you know. Um, and I'll be honest with you, uh, Robert. Um, when 9-11 happened, um, I, I was very against Islam. I thought, you know, um, Muslims were, were bad people. And, um, you know, how could they do this to us? But then I... I researched and I opened my eyes and I, I searched out opposing viewpoints and the more and more I learned, the more, and, you know, I was like, wow, everything that I've been, I've been told is, is, is completely false. Now, you mentioned you protested in Allentown. Were you in the newspaper? Did they get you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was Your whole... big face was there as the, as the bad guy <laughs> being the mean guy and how could he? But you were protesting against the innocent on both sides getting killed, especially the Palestinians. Right. So if you if you see if you can pull up the article, I believe it was Lehigh Valley Live. I'm holding a sign that says uh, "Stop Genocide, Free Palestine," and there's a. A Jewish brother sitting next to me, so well, standing next to me, and uh, he's his sign said uh, "Jews against apartheid rule," and uh, we we marched down Hamilton Street and we went to the federal building and we had a megaphone and there was a there was a sister from Palestine and she said, "Hey, Susan Wild, we don't want our tax dollars going to Israel to." Uh, Continue to fund this genocide, and we will vote you out if you continue to do this. Why does America give Israel billions of dollars every year? Well, what is so special about Israel, uh, high and above any other country? I don't get it. Well, um, I think uh, we were speaking a little bit about it before. Um, it's basically a military base for America. Um, the The Middle East is a very strategic place in the world as far as oil, as far as hydrocarbons, as far as the trade routes. Um, I think it's the Suez ca- Canal. They're trying to make another canal, I heard. Yeah. So it's it's business and economic advantage as to why they're taking over Gaza. One hundred percent, and you know, it's like not, it always is. It's not, it has nothing to do with religion. This is a, a imperialistic colonialism uh, issue here, and you have. Um, if, if you do a little history, um, when the uh, Iranian government was overthrown in the 60s and 70s, Israel became a lot more important to the United States because they had lost the foothold. You see, you had Saudi Arabia, you had Iran, and you had Israel. But now that Iran is not on the United States side, I mean, and if you look at after 9-11, look at all the countries that we overthrew their governments, Libya, Syria, Lebanon, um, uh, oh, we got a long history yes. of assassination and creating rebellions and so forth. And it's like uh, Net- Netanyahu, if I'm saying his name right, he's just uh, he's just the Ukrainian uh, 
equivalent. Uh, I'm sorry, Israeli equivalent to um, uh, Zelensky. You know, he's Absolutely. just a puppet. And he's if, worse. You look at he grew I thought up in they the United kicked States. Him out. He grew up in the United States. You know, he went to MIT. He grew up in Philadelphia, and uh, he, you know, he's he's very close with a lot of uh, the Republican Party. And uh, yeah, it's just um, if you there's a saying: uh, follow the money. Just follow the money and, and see where the money's going, why it's going there, and um, that that can uh, solve a lot of the questions. And I'm so sick of American politicians especially, and the American people, always saying, we must support Israel, gotta support Israel, gotta support Israel, no matter what they do. Yeah, how about, And they don't even know what's going on. Yeah, and one thing I'd like to say about the politicians in this country, um, we should be worried about our own border. You know, um, we shouldn't be sending our tax dollars to halfway across the world. And also um, what also bothered me about the politicians during COVID, you know, they shut down our businesses. They, they made us stay home, but they also shut down our places of worship, which I thought was incredibly wrong and disgraceful. And um, if you look at this country, America, right now, I, I, I think a lot of our listeners will agree that um, it just we it feels like we're on the we're on we're going down as a country and i think a lot of that has to do with religion and god seeking god has been taken out of our society it's almost like it's vilified and um you know the the music industry hollywood you know it's it's just not cool and and they they kind of influence our youth to um you know just do things that aren't aligned with judeo-christian islamic values and um i must say even though uh, the religions are different, especially over Jesus, which is the most important thing, right. and I know for a fact that I will never stop believing in Jesus as God and the Son of Man and Son of God and the Messiah and the Savior, and, and you're very strong in your convictions, Correct. but I must say, you sound like me a lot, talking about the things you do, the things that come out of your mouth I've been saying for the last seven years. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm... Which, which makes me... It's a good feeling for me to hear that. First of all, it tells me that the religions aren't as different and that is that Islam is not uh, as evil as people say it is, especially talk if you're a re- if you're a fair representation of Muslims. Uh, I would I would hope that I, I am, you know, um, our it's our duty to, you know, be a servant of God first, to honor our parents, to honor the wayfarer, to help the less fortunate. You know, I think all religions teach that. And um, like like you said, um, we share a lot of a lot of similarities um, there. And I also think that interfaith dialogue is extremely important. Right. And we, that's the whole idea of the show. Right. Now, I'm not backsliding. I still believe that in order to get to heaven slash paradise, you've got to go through Jesus because the Bible clearly says that and we'll continue this chat after the break this is don't bring up god my name is robert with the board guy with patrick and we're discussing uh, religions and we're, t- we're discussing specifically islam which i think people are ignorant ignorant of i mean why why do people throw stones when we don't really know what we're talking about now i'm not again moving on my position that uh Christianity and the Bible is is the true word of God, and believing in Jesus is necessary to get to heaven. I'm not shifting off that at all. But at the same time, it doesn't hurt us to discuss back and forth which what the other believes, what we all believe, and how we can get along. So we have differences. Does that mean we have to fight and attack each other and call names? Exactly, yeah. We don't need to do that, and I think all our religions teach that. Um, I would like to bring up a point, too. Um, Before 9-11, the Muslim community was the highest demographic for voting conservative um, after um, middle-aged white men. And um, we, we, we do share a lot of misconceptions or differences, but I think the similarities outweigh them, and if we all if we all follow our religions the way that it's taught, then we we'll, we can all live in harmony and peace together. What do you want people to know about Islam that they may have no idea about? Like maybe some of the big misconceptions. Uh, Educate us. So, um, 
like in Sharia law, like in other countries, um, if you know you you get uh, if you commit adultery, you get stoned to death. That's not that's not true. Now there is certain countries that will um, like. For instance, if you get caught stealing, um, like I have a friend that grew up in uh, Lebanon, and you will get your hand cut off. However, he says that over there you'll see a person with a hand cut off. You'll never see a person with both their hands cut off because they learned the first time. They they really do do that. Yeah, and it's 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 also served as more of um. I would think everybody would be walking around with one hand. Yeah, no, no, it's not like that at all. And people don't even lock their doors over there because, you know, everybody, it's... um, I think they got that from the Bible again or from the Quran. Deuteronomy. That says if if you're sitting with your hand, cut it off. If you're sitting with your eyes, pluck it out. But I think that was hyperbole. I don't think God ex- intended you to actually do that. Yeah, it's. I, I would say applying these punishments, it, it requires uh, meeting extensive thresholds. So they're meant to serve as more of as a, a deterrent, um, if you will. Now, like as far as like honor killings and mutilations, that's that's more of a non-Islamic uh, tribal practices and um, cultural, not religious. Um, now, as far as like lashing. You have to have four witnesses, and they have to um, witness the act. And that's very extremely hard to meet that criteria, so it very rarely happens. Um, as f- I think the biggest misconception is that we pray to a different God. I want people to bl- to know that we believe in the same God that Jesus prayed to. Okay, I have to say, I have to say something here, because this came up when I talked to Martha uh, the other day. You say that Allah is the same as God. I have to disagree with you because God of Christianity sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was also God, as the Messiah and Savior. Now, according to you and Islam, Allah did not do that. So by their behavior, God of Christianity and Allah of Islam are not the same, in my mind. Well, I'll say this. Um... Jesus is mentioned in the Quran more than the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi and um, Moses is mentioned the most out of all the prophets. Now Moses is scattered throughout the Quran, but um, there's an entire chapter that's named after Mary, um, Jesus's mother, and we we believe that all the prophets they they perform these miracles with the help of God. Basically, they didn't. This this is where we and differ. the apostles the right. apostles did the same they they performed miracles it wasn't them it was God right so and I'm glad you brought up the apostles the apostles are they're not mentioned by name in the Quran but when Jesus felt disbelief on the part of the people that he was preaching to he said in the Quran who will be my helpers on the way to God and the apostles they they replied we will be your helpers okay so I don't know if that um, clarifies some things for you or not. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, con- again, there's connections again, and, and you talk about uh, the same thing that Christians in the Bible do, and, and uh, Judaism also. When you mention Sharia law, it reminds me of their oral law written in the Talmud. It's essentially man-made, isn't it? It doesn't come directly from God? Well, no, the Sharia law, it, it means the way. Um, there's there's basically... Uh, where did that come from? It's it's four there's four different um i I don't want to say they're not pillars but four basic things the it's based on the quran it's based on the sunnah or hadith the consensus of the ummah or ummah means the the religious community and then analogical reasoning so those four things all together okay now the sharia law isn't more important than the quran because i believe for judaism their torah uh, their um their talmud which is oral tradition, basically, is more important than their their uh, first five books of the Bible and the Old Testament and what they believe in. I don't. I don't think that's right. Yes. Yes. So, like I said, uh, I the Quran is is the final say. That's mm-hmm. that. That's the highest form, you know, of of anything. Like if you're in in doubt of anything, I mean, it, it says throughout. This is the book that makes things clear, that show good from evil, right. that show the right thing from the wrong thing. I hear many times that Islam is a religion of peace. Is that true? Yeah, Islam does mean peace. Um, 
if like you said, you your your Turkish friend, yeah. um, he's one of the nicest friends yeah, he's, that he's you've awesome. ever met. And um that's what we're we we need to strive to do. We need to to show people that it, it is a religion of peace and you know, we we have to set an example and and I and I, I would like to say too that the the people that blow themselves up, the people that are, um, they say they need to kill the Jews and stuff, they don't represent our religion at all. It reminds me of the Ku Klux Klan, those people that dressed in robes down south that killed and did things way out of line and sinful. They don't represent white Christians. Exactly. The lunatics. Yeah. So you got lunatics in every organization and in every religion, and they're looking for things to justify their behavior. And if they're gonna, if they can use a religion to justify their evil, they're gonna do it. Yeah. And uh, like I said, um, I I just would encourage people to um, seek out information, new information, and um, just. You know, if you have some time, just read the Quran with an open mind and understand that these verses were revealed for specific reasons over a period of 23 years. So Islam detests violence of any kind unless it's a matter of self-defense. Correct. Um, if there's a verse that says, if you kill one innocent person, it's like killing all of humanity. So um, it has to be justified um, as far as, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, that kind of thing. So in your mind, whether you're Christian, Muslim, or Jewish, we should all be able to live together without infringing on the other. 100%. Absolutely. And so why do you think it, it's not that way? Human nature. Human, Human nature, nature sucks. It really, you know, that's, uh, I would say that that's the devil in us, uh, not in us, but the devil whispers you know, evil things for us to do all the time. And we have to constantly be on guard for that. And, and, um, when we always, when we, when we have the remembrance of God, we can, we can arrest him. We can keep him at bay, but he's always waiting in the line. You know, he's always going to try and, and deceive us and, and mislead us and take us down the wrong path. So. You sound like me. Yeah. That's why I've been saying that for seven years. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I'm really glad I, I met you, Robert. This is a lot yeah. of fun. Pretty awesome in here, yeah, huh? The yeah. studio? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice setup. I like it. <laughs> and um, since this is a Christian show, Don't Bring Up God, I must repeat this. And, and, and listen, what am I choking? <laughs> I'd like to encourage that you personally, Patrick, that you uh, investigate more about Jesus to know who he is, what he said, and what he did. I'm not telling you to do it. Uh, that you have to do it, or demanding that you do, I'm just recommending to search out Jesus and make sure you have all the information about him. Absolutely. It's uh, it's actually required of us Muslims to seek out as much knowledge as you can, um, as long as you're alive. And um, one other thing I, before we end uh, I'd like to bring up is that um, in the medieval times in Europe, um, when you got the the Renaissance, I, I, I attribute that to the spread of Islam. A lot of uh, scientific discoveries and astronomy and things like that have been um, made possible because of Islam. And the reason I mention about Jesus, I, I truly believe that it's in everybody's best interest to seek him as God and as a human being. And to see him, since he was a human being, as a best friend with the best advice, like I've, I've said, like probably... 3,000 times. Uh, to me, he, he's here to help us through this life and into the next. And the Bible does make it very clear that through Jesus is the only way. Well, you did bring up a point I'd like to agree on as far as the next life. You know, this, this life here right now is a test, and the, the real life is the hereafter, the afterlife. And we have to remember to be accountable for our actions to um, be a, as good of a person as we can but people don't see that they see this world and that's it yeah uh, they forget about the they don't think about it and that's that's the scariest thing you know to die in a state of disbelief you know and heaven Man, and Allah have mercy on them heaven and and paradise that's supposed to be our goal absolutely and our cause why we breathe right absolutely and um 
you know, we we can only hope hope for for that to happen. Inshallah, God willing, you know, both of us will be in paradise in heaven. Okay, we got um we got like a minute left. Would you like to? say any parting words or like to thank anybody or sure, absolutely do whatever you want um i would just like to take this opportunity to thank uh service truck service tire truck center for giving me another chance to get my life back together obviously i'd like to thank Allah for um putting me on the right path i would like to give a shout out to my parents and my mother especially um feels good that you're back with your mom and dad doesn't it well yeah um i, I i'm just trying to do my best to um to make things right, to become a better person, to right my wrongs in the past. And um, I'm just so grateful and, and and happy to be alive and to be on this show. I mean, it, it, I listen to AM790 all the time. So Are you going to start listening to this show, 8 to absolutely. 9 from now on? Yes, this is a dream come true. And uh, I'm just... I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude right now well thank you and remember everybody we got a podcast just search don't bring up god podcast or go to pavlinskypoems.com that's p-a-v-l-i-n-s-k-y pavlinskypoems.com and this show will be up uh monday or tuesday most likely at the latest okay awesome thank you patrick thank you robert all roads lead back to god tyler we love you we'll see you again Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.